0: All right, good morning. We're here in Orange uh, and have a f- very special guest. We've got Chewie here from Heifer Station, uh, and we're going to learn more about their wineries and wine. I'm Jason.
1: And I'm Trent, and we're on an unfiltered, unapologetically unprofessional wine journey. And um, yeah. our slogan here is drink more, try more, learn, learn more. more.
0: And and we really appreciate your time coming in, uh, and, and in the beautiful outdoor here, just looking at the winery. The sun has come out. You can
1: hear the birds as well.
0: You can hear <laughs> nature. So that's the kind of effect that we want in the yeah. podcast as well. Keep keep it natural. Um, but we thought we'd started off uh, almost like a speed dating event, and it's not a dating event. It's rapid fire questions. <laughs> uh, just a quick four questions, just to break the ice a bit, and then we'll we'll talk more about. Uh, the winery, the wines, etc. Cool. And so, Trent, did you want to kick
1: it off? Yep. So, first one. What's the most memorable wine you've ever had? Well, oh, the most memorable. Yeah. Um,
2: oh God, that's a big question. Um, most memorable wine. uh I don't even know where to start. There's just so many good wines out <laughs> yeah. there. Um.
1: Your favorite? My favorite, favorite well... Favorite right now. right now?
2: Right now? Well, my favorite right now would have to be the Bull Paddock Chardonnay. That's one of ours, yeah. the Hefestation. Station. Um, I love Chardonnay. I've fallen in love. I used to, I used to actually not like Chardonnay. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, used,
0: yeah. so it, it used to be the
2: one wine that I was like, oh, what is yeah. that? Um, but over the years, I've just grown to love it. Yeah. Um yeah, there are some really good Chardonnays here in Orange. Yeah. Um, but currently, I'm actually really starting to enjoy a lot of ice wine. Nice. Um, and I'm really getting into port too. So oh, I'm, wow. I really like the complexity of all those like, you know, bigger, sweeter sort of, yeah, Great. more complex
1: wines, which is really cool. So you're kind of now touching on the future. So is there like the wine that you still want to try that you haven't had a chance to?
2: Oh look there's probably not the wine I want to try <laughs> but I definitely still want to go overseas I still haven't done that yeah. um, I haven't tried a lot of international wines yet yeah. um, I so mean I've, I've definitely tried a lot yeah. but you know it's nice having friends in the industry where it's easy to do that. Um, Is there
1: specific areas you want to travel to? I'd
2: really love to just go to France um, yeah. places like Burgundy Yeah. Um, just try all of I just really want to delve into all of it and see how they do all the, all the winemaking process I'd love to go to
1: Portugal
0: yeah. Yeah. get into all that or the, you know yeah the, or port. the ports yeah um, yeah, yeah. Exactly.
1: Okay, and then the third one is—is is any kind of um, unique wine pairing suggestions that you have for us? I know that we always talk about the, the standard ones like duck and Pinot or yep. steak and Cabernet or something. Is there something that's <laughs> kind of like a bit me I go, oh, gee, that kind of worked and surprised you.
2: Uh, I reckon um, a good sparkling wine with some brie and some honey on a on, oh, yeah. a, on a nice bit of freshly baked bread. Oh, yeah. Um, I really love brie and, like, you know, honeycomb. Yeah. Like, you got to put a bit of honeycomb on top of some nice double brie.
1: Lovely. On, like, a fresh slice of... I'm, of... I'm thinking something to do with those kind of baked cheeses. You oh, know yeah. that? <laughs>
2: Yum. You know? With... Yum.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's, and the spark. The like, if yeah, you get a good work. sparkling wine, it just tops awesome. it off really well. Awesome. And the last one is, so we've just commenced our wine journey. You know, a bunch of amateurs. Is there any kind of advice that you can give to us as we kind of go through this?
2: Um... Just ask as many questions as you can. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. That's how I got into the industry. I yeah. asked like I, I just asked as many questions as I yeah. possibly could, and I'm sure I pissed off a lot of people in the end. But um, yeah. uh, you know, if you're happy to open your mouth and ask the question, people are happy to tell. So awesome. um, I think that's the only way you're going to get information and, and learn from anything is if you just get out there and do it. That's good.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. And I, I feel like you've uh, you've segued really well into. The body of of our interview, and and we absolutely want to know more about Hefestation uh, and so forth. But a bit more about you and your journey, because because you were talking about asking a lot of questions because you wanted to break in, into the industry. Are you able to talk about what's your role here at Heifer Station and then your journey? What what made you get into the industry and and uh, come here?
2: Yeah, cool. So I've I've been here for um, I think coming up to yeah close to three years, around the three year mark now. Um, I was living in Bathurst before, um, and I, I've sort of made my way all around. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, yeah, just for a few years, I was in Bathurst, and then um, I just needed another job at the time. Yeah. So I saw a job going at Heifer Station Wines, and I thought, oh, that looks cool, so <laughs> I'll, um, I'll apply for that. And I did that, and I just fell in love with the place so much that I actually moved from Bathurst to Orange just to work here. So right. it was really, really cool. Um, and it just started my journey, and I've just been in love with the place since.
1: So yeah. do you think this is your career for a good while
2: yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean it's hard you know, look at my office. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really good office, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um it's it's great. I I love my job and I think if you love your job it's expressive in the yeah. in
1: your work. It's not a job anymore. Yeah,
2: exactly. Um and you know, yeah, I th- I think my work ethic sort of shows that it just once you love a job it's it doesn't feel like work. It's exactly right.
0: I think that um it's also shown in your social media posts as well cuz you're having a, a lot of good fun. I've noticed a lot of the posts coming out from yourself. Is that also part of your role here?
2: No, no, I don't I don't do the social media. No, no. <laughs> we got we you're got us the actor in there, all right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just the actor. Um now very lovely lady Emily, she looks after all of that. So she comes out here and does a bit of filming and takes some photos and stuff like that. So um every now and then she'll force me to get behind the lens. Oh. <laughs> Beautiful.
0: Yeah. And, and so and so maybe for Trent and I, we've been to we've you've been to Orange twice, yeah, uh, and this is my my second visit. But my first visit was a whirlwind visit. It was basically one winery, and I'm out uh, just just purely because of timing. Uh, are you able to talk a bit about uh, for our listeners what's uh, what's distinct about the Orange uh, wine region? Yeah, yeah. So
2: Orange is a region, it's it's fantastic like um since living here and drinking the wine from orange it's turned me into a bit of a wine snob to be honest (laughs) um you know being a cool climate we just produce phenomenal wines um and everybody does something so different um altitude is the main thing that defines us as, as a region um and so heifer station we're at 860 to 900 meters so um that's a really good spot um where we've got a really good vineyard at a really good altitude where we can grow a lot of Um, grape varieties. Um, And so that's what makes us a little bit special as well. So we're a single vineyard here. Um, So that basically just means that all of our wines are made using our own fruit, um, where we don't necessarily buy grapes elsewhere. So um, we just grow everything, we make everything, and we sell everything here as well. So it's um, But as a region, everyone sort of comes together. It's a really beautiful region. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the wines here are are very expressive of of acid. Um, Being cool climate, we don't Um, you know, necessarily produce that much we don't get we don't get too hot, so yeah. we can't. We a lot of the time we don't get that sugar, which means we don't end up getting the big alcohol and the big tannin and that sort of um, styles that you get from those warmer mm. regions, places like the Hunter and the Brosser. So, yeah,
1: one term we get is always about more elegant wine. Yeah, mm. definitely.
2: I like to call it the female of wine. The female. Yeah, one, yeah. yeah. Cool climate, cool climate being the female wine, a bit yeah. more elegant. Yeah. nicer to look at, nicer to I drink. I haven't heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like it. That's yeah. Very true. Yeah, elegant. yeah. It's um, it's just softer and a bit more mm. yeah, elegant. It's got a nicer touch. It's not too big and not too bold so yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. okay so th- through your i guess wine journey now kind of coming through here is there any kind of surprises that you kind of come across then
2: surprises yeah as
1: you kind of learned through go, oh i didn't know about that or... oh i didn't know a lot yeah. um
2: yeah like i said i literally i started knowing nothing um yeah, yeah surprises um i don't know i suppose i suppose um oh I mean, probably not surprises, but you kind of learn something yeah. every day, and you go, yeah. "Wow, that's how it's done," yeah. um, or you go, "Oh, wow, that's why am I tasting yeah. that?" or you know, "Why is it? Why does it look like that?" sort of yeah. thing. And you just get answers all the time, and you just always. I think wine is the wine industry is one of the things yeah. where you, you, you can always learn. Like, there's mm. it's so broad, it's it's really complex. Just like the whole industry, yeah. whether it's in the vineyard, in a cellar door, in the wine itself, or out in the winery, you know, there's so much to learn. So I think I'm. I think. If I don't speak alone, I'm yeah. always learning something, so, yeah.
0: Great. Yeah, I feel like every day's a a bit of a difference. It depends on the weather, it depends on the people that are coming at the cellar door, yeah. et cetera, like that. If if for those that want to visit Heifer, what what would you say is is the key standout things about why why come to Heifer Station for um, for a visit from to Orange?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, um, Heifer Station we're we're family friendly. That's the first thing I think. Um, You know, just because you have kids, it doesn't mean you shouldn't be able to try wine. So. Um, yeah, we're, we're family friendly. We have animals here for the kids to look at and play with. Um, we've got a handball court, Boshe court. <laughs> we've just got a really good space yeah. for everyone to enjoy and relax. So um, we're all just about having a good time here. Um, you know, we, we just keep it a relaxed environment. You don't have to know anything to, to drink our wine or try our wine or to buy it. You just got to know that you like it or know that you don't. And that's it. It's pretty simple. Um, we just give people a good time.
0: And as as Trent and I, are separate kids, uh, we've got. I think we've got a busload of kids coming our way. We're so happy to hear there's a handball court. That yeah, we yeah. To play around, yeah, definitely around here to try it.
1: But Heifer Station itself, I guess the history. It says Heifer is about the bulls and the cows and everything like that. Is that kind of what is heifer Station? Then? Yeah.
2: So Heifer Station used to actually be um, a, a huge property. So it used to cover like a lot of the Western part of Orange. So yeah. um, you can drive around all of, you know, this side of Orange and still see a lot of historic signs and stuff like that. So um, we just kept the original name. Um, you might've noticed driving up, there was Heifer Station Lane and Heffa Station Creek. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're all sort of historical. It's part of the, part of the heritage of the land. Um, and so, yeah, it used to be a big cattle property and us in particular, where we are right now, Heifer Station Wines, um, we used to be a, a Coban Coast Station, so they used to swap out the horses here. And, oh, wow. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So the building over there where we actually conduct all of our tastings out of, yep. that's um, the Woolshed, so that's yeah. a 120-year-old standing building um, that we've renovated. Well, yeah, barely touched, but um, obviously fixed it to make sure it doesn't fall over with the yeah, wind. It's standing <laughs> pretty well. That's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, but all the, all the mm. timber in there is um, yeah. completely original, so it's pretty cool.
1: When did it switch to become a winery then?
2: So Phil and Michelle bought the place in um, 2009. Yeah. Um, so initially the vineyard was vineyard was planted in 1999, yeah. um, and then it was uh, sold off to somebody else um, in about '96. Um, those guys owned it for. Um, Oh, oh, sorry, it would have been 10 years about that. So about 2005 yeah. um, was sold off around that period um, to somebody else who um, didn't really set foot on the property. So the vineyard was um, a little bit, yeah, undercared for. Yeah. So when Phil and Michelle bought the place in 2009, um, yeah, they had no idea about grapes, wines, yeah. vines, nothing. Um, and they just bought the place... You know, to settle down and hopefully get some cattle on and live an easy life. But um, everyone sort of encouraged them that yeah. they got a really good spot here with a really good vineyard, even though it was overgrown. Yeah. Um, and so they just took the plunge six months after that and um, said, "Righto, let's do something about it." So it took them three years right. before they pruned back everything and got everything into a good nick, got rid of all the blackberries, um, and started got their first um, vintage in uh, 2012. And since then, we've made some brilliant wines. So it's a really, really cool story. Um, Phil and Michelle. Are Great people really mm. look up to them and, um, yeah, they're like family to me. So they've done really yeah. well with this place and everything they've built for the community and done for the region itself.
1: So what's the kind of ethos for Phil and Michelle in terms of the types of wines they want to create though? Is it more mainstreams or more intricate? What, what type of wines y- are they trying to create? Yeah, yeah.
2: So we're actually, um, even though we're, yeah, you know, we've got a big space here for people people yeah. to enjoy, but, um, in a matter of fact, we actually don't do large scale wholesale at all. So, mm. um, all of our sales or majority of them come out of our cellar door. Yeah. So, you know, again, we're going for that sort of come and try our wines. We like the idea that you're, you're you know, you're coming to us to try the wine before, yeah. you know, before buying them rather than just being another bottle on the shelf. So, um. Yeah, we, we like that idea, that, yeah.
0: And, and that's why, to me, it's special to come to Orange because you get to try things that you're not going to get everywhere else and there's they're, they're some special magic that's going to come out of yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Which is
2: great. Definitely, yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, and, and so should we uh, dive into the wines yep. and and have a have a tasting here? And, and Chewy's uh, very kindly brought out a few bottles.
1: Yeah, so the challenge we put towards Chewy was, you know, give us a, a few bottles that kind of really represents heifer station. So... Yeah, well, I
2: got three of them here. So um, I'll start with the first one. So this is our 2018 Janice. So um, we call this one the queen of heifer. So um, she always sells out before the next vintage is due. Mm. So this is done method traditionnel, which um, just refers to um, fermenting in the bottle. So the same way the champagne is traditionally made. Um, It's a really long and delicate process. So I don't know if... Yeah, I might have just said it, but Janisse is the French word for heifer. Um, oh, so it's just okay. what we call... That's the story. Yeah, it's just what we call our sparkling wine. Give it a cool name. Um, so, yeah, traditionally being made with um, about 80% Chardonnay and 20% Pinot Noir. Yep. Um, and, yeah, as I said, takes four years to make, two and a half of which it spends on lees, those, you know, the dead yeast, getting, building up that texture, um, getting that brioche and toasty sort of character going on. Um, it's a really beautiful wine. That's, it's phenomenal. Um, in terms of sparkling, it's...
1: I noticed it has 2018 vintage on it. So I know with Champagne, sometimes they have the non-vintage and the vintage. Yeah. Ones. So is that also the same thing that we do here?
2: Yeah, yeah. So it all of the grapes came from 2018 yeah. for this wine. So um, 2018 was a brilliant year, okay. um, middle of the drought. So um, yeah, we, we were able to pick the grapes early enough yeah. and produce a really good wine. So,
1: so is it's only the good years that you actually produce like a certain named vintage?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, so most of our Janisse, um, we try and stick to just yeah. having... Um, you know, a vintage, yeah. so we don't do too much non-vintage stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, we only make this stuff in the in the years that, you know, we can produce
1: a really good wine out of it. And so... Mm-hmm. So what should we be looking for in this one, the Genese?
2: Um, You know, immediately, it's, you get that, it's a beautiful, you got a lot of fruit, a lot of structure, um, a lot of that secondary flavour coming from the oak. So it actually spent um, about six months in oak barrels before yeah. um, being transferred to the bottle to ferment. Mm. Um, and that's where, you, yeah, you get a bit of that vanilla... Um, that toasty, yeah. again, coming from spending two and a half years on Lee's. Beautiful mm. texture, that, the fine bee that just travels through palate yeah. really, really well. So. Uh,
0: the, the bouquet, like the moment I smell it, uh, that toastiness, the
1: oakiness comes through. It's, it's the first thing that I can taste. Yeah, that it. bready nature. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It refreshing. It feels perfect now with the sun coming out as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely.
2: Yeah, it's a phenomenal wine. I <laughs> yeah. love
0: it. Uh, from what I've seen, uh, is this one of the most popular wines produced uh, from Hever, uh, I see a lot of mention in the online space around the Janice. The is, is this the most popular wine from?
2: Um, it's it's up there. Probably up not there. the most popular. Right. Um, a lot of I've found, I've I've found that a lot of people um you you know sparkling can be so versatile. There's, it's whether you do it method traditional, whether mm. you f- ferment in a tank, or yeah. um you know whether you're going for that fruity style or this sort of you know brioche nutty sort of style. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's something that only a few people I think can really enjoy and savour. A lot of people don't see. Yeah, um, yeah everyone's just got a different style, I think. But yeah. what we're probably most known for is Pinot Noir. Um, which right. will well, I've got one there for you to try. Okay. So again, we can a move good on segue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get the chardonnay um, first, yeah, I'll, sure. I'll get you the chardonnay So this is our 2021 chardonnay. So chardonnay is something that's the region's really well known yeah. for because the grape does a really good job here at growing um, with the high altitude and the cool yeah. climate. So. Um, this is our bull paddock chardonnay. Um, so all of the grapes from this one come from our bull paddock, which is our highest, the highest point of our vineyard. Um, and so this is our our premium style. Um, mm. It's phenomenal. That's my that's my favourite one that we produce. Um, we start by hand picking the best fruit. So we go through. Um, we're only grabbing the best bunches. Um, you know, going that's a great bunch. I'll grab that. Maybe I'll leave that one and I'll grab this one because that looks really good. So the best fruit quality. um, And then we're essentially buying more expensive oak, making bigger barrels, um, using a lot of new oak. um, And it spends a lot longer in oak too. So it has a lot of time Mm. to produce complexity. Um, It's a really good balanced wine. You know, you get fruit straight away and then through that mid-palate you get a bit of nuttiness. Yeah. And then the length and the finish, that, yes, that absolutely. oak and creaminess that's coming yes. through. Yeah, it lingers around for, yes, for a while. That, that really phenomenal.
0: stands out. Earlier, you were saying you didn't like Shadi and, and now you're onto it. I yeah, can understand yeah. why. Yeah,
2: exactly. Um, the styles up here in orange for Chardonnay are yeah. just so good wow. um, when and you, you said,
1: have that. Yeah, when you said highest altitude, how high is that then for this one?
2: um yeah so that's that's about 900 so 900. yeah between it yeah roughly between um 880 and 900 up wow. up, up, up at that point yep. in the vineyard yeah
0: so, so what does the altitude do so the higher it is the cooler the cooler it is and so the ripeness is um
1: more acidity right more yeah acidity
2: yeah, yeah thing, so but... you, well essentially it just takes longer oh. for things to ripen yes. so um you're gonna have more acidity in the grapes um you know that's a, that's in a nutshell but yeah. um yeah, yeah so
1: mm. and you mentioned new oak as well so how long is it on new oak?
2: Yeah, so that spends about twelve months, twelve to fourteen months, actually, um, that one. So we do a we do a different selection. So about sixty percent new and about forty yeah. percent mature, um, and that way you get a really good balance without yeah. having too much overpowering yeah. of of the new oak. So,
1: so how was twenty twenty one as a year as well? Was that a good year? <laughs>
2: yeah, it. Um, that was a very. It was the start of the wet, the wet season. Yeah. Um, you know, we just come out of drought. Twenty twenty, we had the yep. bushfires, yeah, um, which was a killer for everyone. So, um, you know, we didn't we didn't produce anyone in two thousand twenty um, from all the smoke taint. Yeah. So, coming into twenty one, um, we could finally do something again. Um, and yeah, so being wet and very cold, it took again a lot things a lot longer to ripen. Um, yeah. But yeah, in terms of the the white varietals and those early early ripening varietals like Pinot Gris um, and Chardonnay, yeah, we they did. They did really well as you can taste, mm, that's <laughs> yeah.
0: Completely agree. Mm-hmm. And so, maybe we move on to the Pinot Noir,
2: yeah. Yeah. So, this is our um, this is our farmer's paddock Pinot Noir. So, Pinot Noir is something that we've done really well with um, in the past. And as I said, I think I mentioned earlier, it's probably something that we're really well known for. Yeah, um, Philip does a really good job at looking after it in the vineyard. Um, yeah. so yeah, vi- uh, Philip. Philip, the owner, he um, also looks after the vineyard and manages the vineyard. Um, yep. So he he puts a lot of care and attention into that. Um, he's grown up being a farmer, so he's pretty switched on. Um, and so Pinot Noir is a very delicate grape, um, yep. and so it's got very thin skins, and you got to really yeah again look after it. So um, for the first time we've done in 2021, we did our premium line, which is the one you're tasting here, our, our farmer's paddock Pinot Noir. So this has got a lot of a lot going on. It's it's. Yeah. Yeah, even on the nose, straight away, you get a lot of complexity. Um, again, similar story with the bull paddock. We're handpicking the best fruit for this, um, yeah. and there's a whole bunch of different clones um, yeah. of, of of the Pinot Noir that we're using. Yeah. Um, and so, Philip, when they bought the place um, in 2013, they established the um, Stivos block, which is the um, just that yeah. newly planted block over there that yeah. you can see on the hill. Um, and so, yeah, we try to try a different couple of planting techniques where we basically plant the vines a little bit closer together and you get a lot more um, lot more yield, so. Um, and, and yeah. So it, if,
0: if the vines are planted further apart, there's less fruit that's growing, is
2: that how it works? Uh, Yeah, sort of similar. Um, yeah, so it's sort of, um, that's the traditional way to, to do it. I actually can't remember the name of it, um, but the, the style, but basically, yeah, you have one, so pretty tra- much like these ones. Are, is it? Is it like- yeah, yeah, like these ones are planted here. You've got two arms yeah, coming yeah. across um, laterally, basically. Um, but yeah, because we're sort of when you got one arm, you all the all the vines' energy and, and nutrients yeah. is going into just one arm worth of grapes. So yeah. Um, yeah, you know immediately. Yeah, red berry characters. Um, you get a bit of that vanilla spiciness as is well. Oak, um, yeah, yeah, that that comes from the oak. Um, so again, we use new oak, and we make those bigger barrels, the punchins, yeah. Um, and yeah,
1: th- do You do a whole bunch as well. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, we do. So this one's about thirty percent, okay, um, and that gives it that nice. You I probably smell, can smell I that smell in like, there. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah absolutely.
1: Kind of... It's got that green
2: character, yeah. the stalkiness. It, it adds a lot of complexity. So,
1: so do you play around with it a bit in terms of the different ways of winemaking, or is it like you kind of have this set formula already that you kind of go through?
2: Yeah, well, that's pretty much what this one was. A, yeah. a you know a, a trial. So oh, we've got it? our two lines of pin and that we do Um, and our traditional line is that we sort of aim for that every year um, because that's what's done so well that bright juicy sort of style this one's a bit leaner it's got a lot more complexity um, a bit more oak structure so this one's going to go a really long a long way you know in the next couple of years age really nicely
1: so this is 2021 so you say around twenty twenty five, it's going to be even better. and per- Yeah.
2: I mean, even in the next year, in yeah. the next 12 months, yeah. um, by then it's probably, what are we in? 2023, 2023 I think we yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Even in the next 12 months, it's probably going to be at a really good spot. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So um, would you
1: age this like, some of the, the Burgundian kind of Pinots, you go like 10, 20 years, is this in that similar? Probably not that lifestyle?
2: far. <laughs> um, yeah. A lot of the Pinot has a short, well, yeah. Pinot pin and Iron in general, has a shorter lifespan. Yeah. Um and again, depending on how you make it and, all sorts of wine making processes Mm. that you can do to extend, um, you know, the, the longevity of the wine. But, um, yeah, we sort of aim for that five to eight year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sort of,
1: that's beautiful. Yeah. I like wines that kind of keep on changing as well as you kind of drink it. Yeah. And with this Pinot, it's kind of doing that to me as well. It definitely, it's
2: got a lot of layers and
1: structure for sure. That's wonderful.
0: Uh, I would say, and you were saying it earlier on that, uh, the, the style for this area and cool climate wine and so forth is, is elegance, uh, and I think that comes across in all three bottles. Yeah, mm. beautiful, elegant, uh, elegant wines that are coming through. So, you're saying so. you did a good job kind of picking? Oh, of these <laughs> <wines? Whoa>. absolutely, <laughs> that's all right. Um, yeah, absolutely. And thanks for picking all of these. these oh, are, very this welcome. is a great, uh, great view on what Heifer Station offers and and uh, in in Orange in general, which is great. Um was there any last questions before we we wind it up here?
1: No, I think it's Winded wind it up. <laughs> oh, you get, well, thank you for I caught straight out. on. <laughs> no, I think it's really good. I, like I, everyone goes try Station. I think one because there's not many family friendly uh, wineries out yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. And two, the wines are spectacular as well. Um, you know, they're very representative in terms of orange, that kind of cool climate nature. Definitely, definitely. Um, so yeah, I you no, know, I'm b- very happy.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. And, cool. and Chewy, is there any last uh, statements that you want our listeners to, to know about Hepha Station, about Orange, about you? Anything you want to share?
2: Yeah. Um, just go and do it. Like I said yeah. at the start. I mean, ask as many questions yeah. as you possibly can. Um, I've learned so much in just three years, you know, yeah. um, all because I asked questions. Um so, you know, <laughs> go out there, try the wine. There's nothing better than trying good wine That's and drinking beautiful. good wine. Um, I think you really notice the quality, especially, yeah. like you said, when you go out to those regions yourself and you, yeah. you meet either the maker or yeah. you go into a cellar yeah. door and it's, it's a nicer experience. And Definitely. you actually understand what's behind the bottle, yeah. which makes a difference too.
0: Yeah. Well, well, we're really grateful for your time uh, and setting this up. Uh, I'm hoping the viewers get a sense of of the beautiful winery here in Hefer Station. Uh, For us, uh, we're very happy with the elegant wines that are coming through uh, and looking forward to tasting a few more after this. (laughs) Yeah, Um, cool. I can help you there. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And so don't forget to like, comment and subscribe. uh, As we say here in the wind-up, drink Drink more, more, try more, more, learn more. more. Thanks all. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.